Good morning, everyone. It's Tuesday. Hope you're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? Happy Tuesday. Uh, you know, we're into December, so hopefully you have wrapped up 2019 in an effective way for you, or you've got one last thing to do and you've already started the ball rolling and getting it completed. Um, you know, sending out resumes, making phone calls, setting up meetings, little things. I think your big tasks should have been completed by now. At least I would hope they have been. Anyway, if you need a push, there it is. Uh, hopefully you have your 2020 goals on hand. I was speaking to someone yesterday and, you know, they accomplished something. And then they were like, you know, I think I have a bigger picture goal in mind. And uh, when I was leaving, she said, thank you for motivating me and making me believe it could happen. And I'm like, you know what? You were welcome because I feel like that's what I do. And I do spend a lot of time on this podcast pointing out what I think is wrong. But I also or unhealthy or traits that I think aren't helping people. I recognize that I can state the obvious at times, uh, <laughs> but I, I also would like to think that I'm motivating you and pushing you and helping you see things in a way you didn't see them before. And sometimes that's going to skew negative and sometimes it's going to skew positive. But I hope more than anything that people are uh, motivated by this podcast and uh, inspired to look at things in a different way, in a more expansive way, because I feel like we have reached a very myopic time in history where we only care about how we feel. We only seek out people who feel like us. Um, we only seek out people who think like us in a lot of cases who look like us. And, uh, you know, that's sort of missing the point, I think. If we were all designed to be alike, we would all look and think exactly alike. And we don't, you know. And if you uh, read some of the stuff that I read, spiritually, we're all connected. It's an illusion that we're all separate. That's a theory. You know, it's hard for me to embrace my brain around it sometimes. But, you know, some of the the stuff that I read, uh, spiritual consciousness, higher level enlightenment stuff, you know, they basically say uh, we're all connected and we are all like anybody outside of you is just an extension of your consciousness. And I guess, you know, if you go that route, then that that extension of your consciousness is designed to teach you something about yourself because that person is you, you know, which I know is probably way, way, way deeper than you want to get this early in the morning. It's certainly um not something I feel comfortable uh, throwing out here lightly uh, because I actually do read and study quite a bit about this kind of thing. And it's something I grapple with, you know, um, because I do see a lot of stuff in the world that I wish was different. And I feel like I try to be the solution in as much as I can. I feel like this podcast is my uh, attempt to try to help people see things in a different way um, and try to be a part of the solution and not the problem. But, you know, you never know. <laughs> you, I'm the messenger. I can't be uh, responsible for how the message is received, you know, and that's not my responsibility. But how I send the message uh, is. So I'm accountable for the how. I'm just not accountable for how you guys take it. So but it's well-intentioned. And I'm saying all that, I guess, to say I I do hope this podcast is perceived in a positive way. 
because I do believe in people. And I've seen stuff in the last couple of years that should make me doubt people <laughs> and, and the goodness of people. But I do know that there's a small percentage of people doing most of the hell raising on the planet. That it, that percentage is small, but they get all the attention. You know, they they do they make you believe that things are worse than they actually are, that everybody's like that. And I think that's where we get into trouble, uh, especially in the United States, is we generalize people. Like I point out all the time, people are not having some sort of collective black experience. Just no group is having a collective experience. You know, I was trying to explain what it was like going to Howard University to some uh, Rosati Kane High School students here in St. Louis. And, you know, the beauty of going to an HBCU for me, it wasn't like a dream. It wasn't like something I had thought about my whole life because I hadn't, to be honest with you. I'm having coffee. Um, Hadn't thought about it at all. I was going to University of Kansas. Um, It was close enough that I could get home and far enough my parents wouldn't just pop up on me. That was the goal. And then I had a relative who was like, if you, you know, you can't go to Kansas till you visit Howard. If you still want to go to Kansas after you see Howard, then you can go. But you can't go without seeing Howard. So I went on my spring break with a friend of mine. It was just like a lark. You know, we were um, at Rosati and there was a spring break, I think around March or April. And I flew to D.C., had a blast with my cousins up there. And then I was like, oh, I've got to go here. I applied late, got in. Uh, Parents, I don't know why they didn't say no, I guess because I had so many relatives there. And that's how I that's how my Howard journey began. It was just a conversation at Christmas time with with my cousin Tony. So it was just it's, you know, life can be like that. And I was trying to explain to them, like, you know, when I got there, I realized growing up in St. Louis and being black is completely different than growing up in Chicago. Then growing up in uh, um, black people in Chicago are having a different experience than black people in Miami and then in L.A. and then in New York and then then, you know, Seattle. Then you all get to Howard's campus and then you have a collective Howard experience and then you meet these other people from other areas and their filters uh, kind of, you know, they change your experience because it's like I can experience it as a St. Louisan. But if my roommate is from Chicago, you know, I'm meeting people from Chicago and, and they're experiencing what I'm experiencing, but they're experiencing it their way. And it's just it was just a fun place to go to school. And I think you have to watch out for generalizations and believing that everybody can speak for everybody of a certain race or gender or class or whatever, because the reality is everybody's having a different experience. You know, while, yes, there are a lot of young black men who've been murdered at the hands of the police. There have also been a lot of young black men who've been murdered at the hands of other young black men. And there are also, you know, some young black men who are going to college and, you know, having lives and getting careers and getting married and having degrees. And you know what I mean? Like everybody is not just having one, you know, type of experience. And to assume that they are, to me, I think is racist. I feel like that's where you start getting into the scary uh, kind of pandering, um, diminishing thing. Like, you can't do that. 
And I don't think that's the domain of politics. I don't think that's something that should be the domain of government. Like people shouldn't be having these conversations at that level. We should be having these conversations as communities. But the way America has, you know, sort of cordoned everybody off by class, you can, especially in St. Louis, for sure, you can live here and never know how poor some people are. Because you just, if you don't go to them parts, you won't see them. You know, you can have a whole experience here and never know that there are people living very far below the poverty line because there's just absolutely no reason to go to those neighborhoods. We don't we don't make them historical areas. We don't uh, try to prop them up. We don't uh, like the area that produced Chuck Berry and Tina Turner, uh, all almost anybody who was black and successful in St. Louis came out of an area called the Ville. My mom grew up in the Ville. It, there's no designated historical houses there. There's nothing. There's no in another city that would probably be a like a tourist spot. But not St. Louis. You know, they just are like we redlined it and uh that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the white people moved out, black working class moved in, and it stayed okay for a while. And then it, the jobs have been depleted, and now the neighborhood. I mean, I don't I don't think my mom's house is even there anymore. It's sad. It's really really sad. So, I guess that's not positive. <laughs> but maybe maybe she's just not positive enough to stay positive all the time. But I don't bring that up because I think it's a terrible thing. I do think it's a terrible thing, but that's something that we can fix. And if we don't talk about it, how can we fix it? See, see, that's how we get back to being positive. Because I don't bring things up just to, to hear myself talk. I really don't. I could carve out this time and do something else with it. I bring these things up because if we look at it differently, people can come up with solutions. There may be an entrepreneurial idea in there that you hear like, okay, how do we create something that stabilizes uh, neighborhoods that have become destabilized, you know, and why can't we turn them into historical districts, especially the Ville? I mean, it's just sad. Chuck Berry's home, both of his houses, I think, should be uh, like historical, you know, in, 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 a, in any other city. This area would have restaurants and and yeah, you might it might be a little hood like to go and you might have to clutch your purse, but you would go because rock and roll means something in America. And rock and roll was born in the Ville. Hey, here's my Chuck Berry story, and then I'll wrap it up. It's it's negative, but it's positive and funny. So my mom grew up in that area, I told you. Uh, St. Mary is Chuck Berry. She got a job when she was younger at Chuck Berry's sister's hair salon. And my mom was uh, responsible for sweeping the floors. Well, apparently Chuck was a couple years older and he'd come in and practice his guitar and play and play in the back of the shop. And my mom's contribution to rock and roll history was she walked up to Chuck Berry and she looked at him and she was like, that sounds terrible. You need to give that up. <laughs> and thankfully, Chuck did not listen and went on to become a rock icon. So I'm not sure I understand. Uh-oh. That's Siri. Siri's talking. See, you get it raw on my show. Uh, Siri just decided to record my podcast. And then she goes, I'm not sure I understand. Because I wasn't talking to you, Siri. 
Yeah. Anyway, that's my mom's contribution to rock and roll high, uh, history. She basically told Chuck Berry he sounded awful on that thing and needs to put it down and go do something else. Meaningful. And I'm sure she was serious, which might explain why I could never get guitar lessons when I was a kid. And I digress. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Have a great, great Tuesday. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to like, forward, share, subscribe, uh, sponsor, whatever moves you. I appreciate you. Please take care and we'll meet back here soon ASAP. Trailblazing flames from my launch pad Shopping in front and that jack, I flaunt cash Haters talking shit, but they toss trash I go the distance, persistent, I finish every inch I never pop from pressure, we're never in a pinch I never wait from this lucid dream I'm living in Never mention submission, I'm never giving in You'll never see me cause I'm speeding in attendant bands Cruising Missouri, St. Louis cause I'm a bill again This music is a revolution, truly militant Accusing stupid looking foolish cause I'm innocent Damn right and I never show a caution Fighting right through fatigue and exhaustion Until I get the fame and claim a fortune I want it all, I will settle for a portion And I don't give a damn whatever man hoards it I'm holding the game ransom for extortion It won't exchange hands unless I force it Not even if I'm dead and gone pushing orchids Who can know, who can know Who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told But I let you know when the school so who can know, who can know, who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told, but I'll let you know when the scoop unfolds So I got this feeling I don't really see it stopping So I'm about to blow the ceiling, get it popping Tune your TV to TMZ if you watching Cause who's about to be ballin' probably obnoxious Like girl, oh you think I'm acting funny I ain't frontin', I'm just stuntin', we got money I got the buzz and it be like we got honey so quit trippin', get in the middle, is you coming? Oh, you feeling weird, being bourgeois? Honestly, dead, I feel it too, ma Nevertheless, let's hit Hawaii too, ma And peep all the marine life, hoorah You better know I'm investing in my future Cause when I get it, I won't lose it being stupid The fame machine is a psychopathic guillotine And I admit the addiction, it might make me a fiend And best believe I ain't dying for a stupid cause And I ain't playing victim cause of my human flaws and I ain't bugging, I ain't drunkin', I ain't screwing broads I'ma just take this fame and be a superstar Who can know, who can know Who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told But I'll let you know when the scoop unfolds So who can know, who can know Who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told But I'll let you know when the scoop unfolds
so I'm going hard till I'm buried in the graveyard Unscarred by the fame or a rape charge No prison walls or slander even if hate's hard I'm only being known for spitting great bars And hell no Joe, I never sold out Cause I expose my soul every so sold out I got what I asked for, wanna know how Praying to God, got what I asked for, no doubt Who can know, who can know Who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told But I let you know when the scoop and fall So who can know, who can know Who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told But I let you know when the scoop and fall so